everybody, and welcome to another episode of the Trans Questioning Podcast. I'm your host, Sarah, and this is the first of two times you're going to hear me say those exact words. I'm sorry. This episode is perhaps the specialist of the special episodes we've done so far, and that's perhaps why it's taken a multitude of dog's ages to produce and release. Of course, you'll hear us discuss this in more depth later on in the episode, but we're talking about the H-Bomber Guy nightmare stream that lasted 52-odd hours in January of 2018. Now, of course, this was a special and monumental event for all of your humble hosts, but I thought it was important with this episode that we got a bit more perspective. So here in this episode, you're going to hear a whole bunch of little audio logs from a bunch of people who were involved in the stream or who watched it. All of them are trans or non-binary or some combination of gender fluid, gender queer. And honestly, I was quite floored by the response and the sorts of things that people had to say. So it's important to note with these that some of them are sad, some of them are quite happy, some of them are sarcastic, some of them are deeply genuine. So be ready for a bit of a roller coaster. But it's not, there's no need for like a content warning or anything. It's all pretty safe. It's just it's emotional. This is an emotional moment. This this episode's meant to be a celebration, even if it's a little bit critical at times. But before we get to that, we have a very special message from the man of the hour himself, H-Bomber Guy. Let's cut to that. Hi, I'm H-Bomb, and I recently streamed Donkey Kong 64 101% for the charity Mermaids. To summarize, I really wanted to do this stream... Because And that's enough of that. Let's get on with the show and hear from people who actually matter. Serious time. Serious time. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Trans Questioning Podcast. I'm your host, Sarah, and with me today, as always apparently now, are May and Elliot. Hello. Uh, hi. Time to do <laughs> Hi. Oh, Sarah died. Sarah was like, this is serious. We can't do this. We can't let this happen. Immediately I blew it. <laughs> Immediately you blew it. Okay, no, this uh, is a very, very serious. Yeah, we're here podcast. to we're here to talk about the DK64 Nightmare Stream starring H Bomber Guy featuring everybody else on planet Earth. Yeah, everyone uh, the fuck was there. Yeah, everybody was there. And I met all of them. Yeah. <laughs> it's <was> awkward. <laughs> so it's been what, like three weeks since then? Something like that. It's been yeah. a while. And uh, Oh really? Three weeks? It's been a hot minute. It's been a bit, yeah. Time just you keeps on going. You met Chuck Tingle I met Chuck. three weeks ago. Yeah, so a lot of wild... <laughs> a lot of... It was a, it was a wild time. The dust has settled on the DK64 Nightmare stream. So in this episode, I've got a bunch of little short testimonials from people who were there or who watched it and had thoughts about what it meant to them. I think the main takeaway from the Nightmare stream... Is that Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez doesn't know how to turn the power on in Frantic Factory in Donkey Kong 64. But we're also, us three, going to have a little chat because we were right there in it, weren't we? We were in the yeah. shit. Yeah. I invited you. You did. And I also invited you. I assume. I can't. I. It would be weird if somebody else invited Elliot. 
<laughs> I feel like be- just because it- who are you? Yeah, who the fuck are you? Oh. Well, I just exactly. kind of showed up. I was kind of just trying to let May do her own thing because I was like, I'm not, I'm not like Mr. Big YouTuber man. I don't have like a a big platform or something. I think at the time I had uh, 200 followers on Twitter and um, less than that, <clears throat> less than that probably. And so I was like. Trying to just, like, stay out of it and be in the other room and watch the stream on the computer. But, like, as I was watching the stream, um, I was inviting people and May was like, invite all your favorite YouTubers. And I was like, okay. And I was like, oh my god, I should, you know, I gotta invite all these boys. And then May was like, well, actually, we're looking for more trans people. And while talking about that, I... I uh, was looking in the chat and like everyone was saying there's no trans men there's no trans men where are all the trans men at and I was like oh and I, I looked one of those yeah I yeah. looked over at her and I was like should I <laughs> and she was like fucking I guess <laughs> so and then the rest is history the rest oh, is yeah. history yeah by pure coincidence I had come out publicly as trans in the same hour that the DK64 live stream started so it was kind of a big deal for me in a very personal way. All those big names coming and talking live on the stream was great, but what really got me was just the sheer number of people who tuned in, who donated, and who participated. A chat with over 20,000 people in it periodically erupting in a trans rights refrain was like a great big flashing neon sign that said everything was going to be okay. Heyo, look out down below. It's me, Splendidland. I'm really happy to have been a small part of a wonderful event that became a really powerful platform for trans people and our allies. I had some reservations when the event was announced because I really don't think that Graham Linehan deserves any attention or credit for this. Like, this was all us and, like, everyone. Like, it really didn't have anything to do with him, but... I, I think it grew past him very quickly. It, it was like a celebration of transness rather than just spiting this one asshole. Uh, it can be really crushing to live in the UK and constantly be bombarded by attacks from the press, but this was just a lovely start to the year because, it, it, if anything, it shows that people care. Like, they care in a big way too, where they'll throw their money around. And so many people who couldn't give money for whatever reason, like, they showed their support as well just by, like, being there and, like, tweeting about it and doing art. Like, it was just wonderful. It's given me and so many other people hope that things can be better and that there's a lot of people who want it to be better. That's pretty much all I have to say. So you can check out my art and posts on Twitter. I'm Splendidland. Thank you for listening. We got this. For people who maybe don't know, at this point, it's ancient history, and it's just going to get more and more ancient as time goes on. People mm-hmm. rediscover this episode, I guess, through the, the rubble right. that they're digging through. This, this, the stream we're talking about, YouTuber H Bomberman, Bomber Boy, Harris Bong Guy, did a, did a video like a year ago about speedrunning and basically said, I'm going to do a live stream where I play through all of Donkey Kong 64. And I'm going to donate all of the proceeds to a charity. And then a year passed and he didn't do it. And then he came back and he's like, you know what? I'm going to do it. And he got spiteful about Graham Linehan for for trying to get the funding taken away from 
Yeah, mermaids. Noted. Yeah. Fucking nightmare man. Yeah. He tweeted, Graham Linehan tweeted today that uh, there was a trans woman saying trans women are women. And um, he uh, quote tweeted that and said, look at this, a bunch of men deciding what who what women are. <laughs> and it's like, Graham, you're a man. Yeah. Get out of here. What are you saying? Anyway. Yeah, so... Graham Linehan. Graham Linehan. He can... I mean, at this point... May he rest in peace. May he, yeah, he's, he was murdered so thoroughly by this stream. Uh, so, yeah. Trended worldwide. Yeah. Thanks, Graham. Yeah. Um, yeah, so basically, H-Bomber guy decided to do the stream in spite of Graham Linehan for trying to get the funding taken away from Mermaids, which is a charity for trans youths in the UK. I believe. And it's uh, non medical. Yeah. It's literally just like a therapy thing. Yeah. And uh, he thought it was just going to be like a short little thing that was going to maybe raise a couple thousand dollars. <clears throat> and it raised over 300,000 by the end of the time. Got real close to me posting nudes there at the end. Yeah, real close. The internet wept. <laughs> I might still do it. I don't know. <laughs> Hey everyone, I'm Astrid. I'm a games journalist, the creator of Facebook Retrowave meme page Trans Hammer Gender Sickle, and I'm the one that snorted my estradol for the day when Harry hit 120k in donations on the Donkey Kong stream. To say the whole thing was overwhelming would be the biggest understatement in the world. I remember it hitting 10k before going to a games industry social in London for the evening, coming back and it being $100,000, and it blew my fucking mind. Uh, I was quite drunk and decided I wanted to contribute and do something funny to add a little more momentum to things, so I promised that if it hit 120k in donations, I'd grind up my daily dose of estradol in a mortar and pestle, line it up on my phone with the stream on, and snort it. I then went to sleep, and when I woke up, we were already at $160,000. I joined the Skeleton Crew, and uh, it's just such a wonderful experience, you know, being able to chat with lots of amazing, amazing people, and helping keeping everything going while Harry slept. It was an honour to be a part of, honestly. Um, the scale it got to was fucking astounding. AOC, Paris Lees, Chelsea Manning, John Romero? Uh, I remember for a while after the stream finally came to a close, uh, I kept wondering if it was all just a fever dream from snorting my medication. Um, but it wasn't! It was real! And it was important, and it genuinely feels like this is what's going to kickstart things getting better. It's given 2019 a really good energy, and it certainly left me and so many others feeling in inspired. Uh, if you want to find out more about my work, you can follow me on Twitter at Jaffameister, that's uh, J-A-F-F-A-M-E-I-S-T-E-R uh, and I also have a website where I put up all of my work, uh, eventually um, jaffameister.com uh, You'll find a lot of my stuff at Rock Paper Shotgun too. Uh, I do a podcast feature series called Soundbite. Thank you. Bye. Hi, this is Olivia coming to you from my closet where I live. Uh, so I'm going to bring some basic social theory into the conversation. For me, at least analyzing the stream, it seems pretty obvious that it was a moment of collective effervescence, which for those that don't know, collective effervescence is a, a kind of uh, shared experience for a group, which helps them make sense of themselves as individuals in relationship to a general unknown other. Emil Durkheim was uh, the sociologist that put forward this general theory of religion. But what's relevant when it comes to our community is that collective effervescence is one of those things that is foundational and necessary 
for for building a robust and ongoing sustainable community so basically what i'm saying is that if it was in fact a moment of collective effervescence i think it was we're now closer to one another than we were before a lot closer and on some level it means that we can unironically worship sobek i think so if you want to hear more either social theory or political theory or just me trying to be funny you can follow me on twitter i'm at too long for a twee because i'm it's it's too long for a tweet but yeah so like it went from all of the youtube people being there to being like chelsea manning and then yeah. grant kirkhope john romero then Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez, and then fucking Chuck Tingle. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Elliot had a good time with Chuck Tingle. Mm. So it was, <laughs> it, was uh, it was a really surreal time, I know, for me, because, you know, a, a lot of the YouTube folks there are, like, people that I really give a shit about. Right, yeah. And and you brought me in, and I got to yell at H-Bomber guy about Homestuck. Finally. Finally. Someone did that. I f- the, everyone's been waiting. And I think I got like 200 followers for that specifically of just people in the chat. Like, who is this person talking about Homestuck to H-Bomber guy? I need to follow them right now. So that was a good choice, apparently. Did you get to yell at Cody of Cody's Shody, a news entity, about Lost? I did. It was the best thing in the world. I didn't know. Oh, yeah. No, Cody was Cody was on... Uh, in the chat, like late at night, and H bomb was just dead. And I said, "Hey, if you get in the chat, I will come in and I will yell at you about Lost." And he's like, "Yeah, sure." And he did. And then we yelled about Lost at each other. And I'm apparently the only person on earth who remembers his tenure as the Lost Doctor. That was like his Tumblr gig before he did uh, Cracked, and then he went on to get on Cracked. Like he had a YouTube channel that was just songs about Lost, and now he's a serious news dude. And I just, I'm, I'm so excited. Like, this was something that I literally had dreamt about for years because I just like, he is the only other person who understood Lost. He's the only other person who fucking got it. And I want to do a show with him you someday. Should, you, should, you should be like, hey, so I'm that person that you talked about Lost with, Sh- Shody yeah. of Cody. <laughs> and why don't you come on my motherfucking podcast talk about Lost? Yeah. Whatever, it's the trans questioning podcast and the trans have questions about loss. It's true. (laughs) My name is Dan. I'm a non-binary teacher in Southwest England. I run a club for LGBT youth and this stream meant the world to me and it will mean the world to so many vulnerable people that can now conclusively say people out there support me. The world can feel at times like a terrible place. But every so often, something purely and objectively good happens. This was one of those times, and to get an opportunity to come on to what could easily be described as a historic event, a a landmark in displaying the reach, the generosity, and the solidarity of the trans and gender variant community and our allies, means the world to me. Harris Bomber guy... God rest his soul, displayed basically the perfect qualities of allyship by raising trans voices far above his own on his own stream, and though he was likely not even sentient by the time I came on, having long since lost any memory of the man he once was to the nightmarish array of Kongs, 
He did what so many failed to do and just listened. I confessed of sounding dour myself on the stream, but this was largely because I wasn't certain how professionally to represent myself, as, of course, when I speak about my work in schools, I'm talking from a purely professional standpoint. To reiterate some of my points from the stream, teachers have two duties to make knowledge on subjects about which they are specialists accessible to anyone and everyone, and to nurture the development of children. As I have said to several staff members, the instant a student tells you their identity and you weigh in on it as if you have any possible say in the matter, you are failing that second duty. A student must feel safe to be themselves around you to ensure that they grow up healthy and happy. My second point was to the people watching the stream. We fall very easily into the mindset that to be a good person you have to help everyone. You can't take everyone's burdens upon yourself. It simply isn't healthy to flagellate yourself in the pursuit of this nebulous concept of having been a good person. If you are an ear to just one person, if you gave one pound to this charity stream, you're a fucking hero in my eyes. You can't save everyone. Maybe you can only save one person. Maybe that person is you. Hello, I'm Boxful of Bats. People call me Bat, though. It's not my actual given name, but, um, you know, I am non-binary, I guess? Questioning, I guess? Question mark? Big question mark. I used to be agender, and before that I was cis and uh, hetero, which is... Ugh, think about that. Imagine being that kind of person. <laughs> I used to be uncomfortable with how I looked and how I felt about my body, um, until I decided to question it, obviously, since the, uh, the rise of uh, LGBT stuff in uh, in society and, and media and stuff like that. Uh, I wouldn't have known about it as a kid, obviously. So yeah, um, I just started questioning how I, I felt about myself and how how I presented myself and if that was really me. And the answer is, or was, no. It still kind of is now to this day, but like, I've got a lot more comfortable with saying, you know, I'm non-binary, I'm, you know, I'm not exactly masculine. I didn't fall into stereotypes, obviously, but nobody does. But... I mean, I didn't fall into what I wanted to be, and that's the important part. Uh, recently, as you all know, uh, Harris Bomber Guy, <laughs> I just call him Harris because it's easier, uh, he released a uh, charity stream for mermaids. <laughs> mermaids. Mermaids. And um, it, it was very... <laughs> it went right out of control. I thought it'd be 33 hours, and uh, a little bit of money would be raised, about you know, maybe 10,000-ish. And uh, we got 350,000 and a f more than 48-hour adventure where a lot of people connected, a lot, a lot of people got to express themselves, a lot of people got to um, talk about their lives, a lot of people got to express their creativity and the fact they're a creator, and that was amazing. When it comes to Harris, though, um, before I met him, I, I was completely aimless and lost. I was, I was doing nothing with my life. I had no work. I wasn't doing anything creative. I... I was in a slump, a big slump, for about two, three years after college, because I just, I, I partially failed college, and I was just, I had nothing. I, I thought, that's the end of me. That's me gone out of this world, basically. I, I'm doomed to be a neat. <laughs> so, um, Harris gave me the, uh, the, the, uh, the tools and the help and the support 
to 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 put me here in in this place with these so so many people and creators and and great people is is a luxury that I, I will be grateful for forever. I, I don't want to say I'll see save my life. That's a bit too hyperbolic. But to say uh, he I don't owe, owe everything to him it would be understatement. Uh, I owe everything to Harris. He absolutely went above and beyond, consist consistently from. Uh, the moment he started this channel to now and to the future, and this is this is the mark where we can start as a whole as a community coming forth and not only thanking Harris for his, his amazing work for all these years, but um, making our mark on the world as well. And hopefully, well, I'm one of them. Hopefully, I am one of these people that can hopefully make their mark on a uh, left tube on the community and uh, YouTube and uh, Twitch and stuff like that. You know, Harris has inspired so many people to to work and to create a better world, and th this shows that any doubt he had in his mind is completely false. It, it was a, it was it was just him worrying. <laughs> he has nothing to worry about because if we can raise three hundred fifty thousand playing Donkey Kong and watching a man play Donkey Kong, then imagine what we can truly do if we actually played a b better game than Donkey Kong sixty four. <laughs> Imagine we could do that every single month or every single year. We have a lot of doubts in our mind, but this is where, this is where we can cast them aside and we can truly make a, pr a, a proper. This is our first step, you know. This is our first step into the world. Anyway, I'm Boxel Bats. You can find me on Twitter, Twitch, and YouTube. I have a video coming out soon, and uh, thank you. In general, just thank you. I wouldn't be the person I was today without people. Otherwise, I'd be feral and living in the woods. That would be cool, but um. I'm not a fan of the woods, actually. Bye-bye. <laughs> but yeah, so like, it was a it was a night of connecting a lot of dots. A lot yes. of like, networking, it seems like. What was y'all's takeaway? How did you feel? Well, what's weird is like, I didn't feel like I made a lot of networking connections or anything like that. Because like, a lot of these people were people that I already mm -hmm. knew. I just like, you know, it was just cool to actually literally talk to them. You know what I mean? Uh, you know, it was cool to talk to other trans people, really. I mean, it was cool to see kind of how the community embodies themselves in the back room of that sort of thing, because like, I mean, I'm not going to get too into it, but like things got kind of, you know, heated backstage and like, it's just funny being in there and like watching this whole thing evolve from like it being this simple thing that wasn't about a platform at all. It was just about making a little bit of money Yeah. to, oh shit, this is a platform to oh shit this is the biggest platform for trans people ever oh shit every celebrity wants to come on this thing but we have to balance out like celebrities for clout and also trans people to platform and it just becomes this fucking whole disaster really fast and like it just kept going is the thing it just like it just kept going and every minute that passed it got bigger and bigger and bigger and bigger and at the end it was a wildfire yeah you know and so i don't know i feel like i left the stream a lot more validated because i think my general take is just wow a lot of people care about this a lot of people care about this which is like celebrities whatever fuck them you know mm -hmm. surely we're all against the concept of celebrity yeah but uh, what twenty five thousand people yeah when i came on for the last time and was like hey so 
there are a lot of fucking people here. And and one well, my my big thing was like it's not enough. The stream is not enough. Like if you actually are a caring person about these sorts of issues, like here's a hashtag, go support these people, mm-hmm. like help out individual trans people, make friends with trans people, like make that shit normal. Go hang out with them, call them up, see how they're doing. Make it okay to talk to people that are currently identifying as cis about their gender identity. Like, yeah. make that an okay thing to do. Like, normalize that conversation. Like, here's a fucking list of things that we should be doing. And it's like, now that we've got all these people here that are caring, we we got to mobilize that into actually literally caring and doing something radical. So that's just sort of my take on the whole thing. Hi, my name is Valerie Sinclair. I am a Palestinian trans woman, and I was actually on the Donkey Kong 64 stream, and if you want to know my thoughts on it, uh, as someone who was involved both in front and behind of the camera, my whole take on what went down was that um, we had some representation issues, but I don't really blame the people in charge of production for the stream because that's a really difficult thing to do, especially with something that just completely went off the rails immediately. But yeah, I wish we had gotten more trans person of color representation. Uh, Gwendolyn Flowers and I were really the only ones, but that's fine. Like, genuinely. We did have a bunch of cis male celebrities on, though, and there was discussion on contacting Danny DeVito's agent at one point, which uh, a bunch of people shot down because, oof, yeah. But I think it went fine, and I'm really, really happy about it. And it's given so many people a platform that didn't have one before, and it's also helped, you know, raise money for charity. It's genuinely gives... it's genuinely a thing that gives me hope uh in these times so yeah i guess that's my take on it you can follow me on twitter at maruchan1312 m-a-r-u-c-h-a-n-1312 you can donate to me on ko-fi at ko-fi.com forward slash valerie sinclair all one word all lowercase Thank you. Hey, this is Bree Brunel. I was on the stream for five hours. I was part of the skeleton crew during uh, Harris Bomber Man's uh, second nap. And I guess I'm supposed to talk about what the stream meant to me. Uh, well, first of all, it's really fantastic how much money was raised. And it was really fantastic to see so many trans people get on the stream. About half the guests, I think, were trans which is like really, really important. And in a worse timeline, I can imagine an event like this going down where you had like two or three token trans people show up and that's about it. But I think uh, the organizers did a good job of getting a lot of different people on, a lot of different voices on. By the end of the stream, I think we had a decent mix of, of trans people, which is good because oftentimes sort of the the white trans feminine experience is sort of pushed to the front and I feel like that was still kind of the case unfortunately but people chipped away at that a little bit. We got in some good uh, trans people of color I think. And the stream 
in general just sort of really elevated my mood and made me slightly slightly more hopeful for the future um and made me more hopeful about like cis people you know uh anyone who follows me on twitter will know i'm incredibly cynical about cis people in general and it was actually legitimately surprising to see so many like well-known cis people to actually like come forward and take time to say trans rights matter that trans people that fighting and standing up for trans people is something that matters and i i guess i i kind of needed to hear that from people who weren't trans because guess what not a whole lot of us out there not a whole lot of trans people out there you know we need other fucking people to be on our side the stream has chipped away at my my cynicism a little bit y'all can follow me at anarcho underscore vampire on twitter i'm trans i talk about trans bullshit it's it's the usual of just me being cynical and and complaining about stuff and and writing really big ranty threads where i don't really have a main point i'm just angry angry about like trans stuff thank you so much have have a lovely day uh trans rights I guess going off of that a little bit is like I was telling Sarah the other day about when I worked at like the adult shop and there was this guy who came in. Um, he was buying some some poppers. I don't know if any of you know what poppers are. It's a drug that you can snort. And um, I told him I was a trans man and he was just like, whoa, I you know, I've never met a trans person before. He had all these like really invasive, like strange questions for me. And I was just kind of like, I don't know, I guess I'll just just answer these questions for you. And then at the end of the conversation, I found out he was like a registered nurse at like the big hospital in my hometown. And it was just kind of like, oh, cool. These are the people who are doing medical things to me. These are the people that are my life is in his hands mm -hmm. when I when I go to the hospital and um, the big thing is just like, make like one trans friend. Everyone should know at least one trans person. There are millions of trans people in the world. Yeah. He literally and just like, didn't even know what a trans person was. He, it seemed very obvious to me that he had like never met one. And it's like, really, you're a, you're a nurse. <laughs> you're a nurse, dude. Yeah. All right, my name is Vivian Aldrin. This is an incredibly candid, off the cuff, completely out of nowhere recording. I've, I've actually been trying to figure out like what I want to say about it because, um, I mean, I don't know. I, I, I feel like I'm in the majority opinion of just, it was very touching and it was very moving to see all of these people come and support this charity that's being picked on by malicious horrible 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 people i cried a lot in it i cried a lot all the way through it i think if it can teach us anything i think it can show us that transphobes and turfs and, and these kinds of awful people they are a minority you know they're very loud they're very good at organizing at creating sock puppets at making themselves look big and all-encompassing and I, I remember before um before the stream started i've been i was spending like weeks just obsessing over turfs and reporting turfs on twitter and like reading their rhetoric and trying to like s sort them out and i'm trying to and i don't know it was just it was destructive and it was 
hurtful and terrible and to have an entire charity happen to raise over three hundred thousand dollars and you know sure the initial like spark was uh, a spiteful like fuck you to graham linehan but it grew out of that into something really moving and really touching and i think that that's something that we need to keep with us that the internet is weird these kinds of events are probably not overly common but i think i think it's really nice to see that at the end of the day there's a lot of people willing to support um other people and a lot of people willing to support trans people and a lot of people willing to do good in a context that isn't solemn and like miserable and you know i don't i don't mean to um dismiss other charities or whatever but like it it was nice to have a fun experience while doing something positive for the community and i think we should be doing that more hello my name is ellen murray i'm ellen from now on everywhere online and i've been a full-time trans activist now for around six years based in in northern ireland in 2014 we heard about the transgender tipping point and that this was going to be a, a new frontier, a new opportunity, a brave new world for, for transgender rights. And lots of good things have happened since 2014. I've been very enthused and, and very uh, encouraged by a lot of the developments. But in the past 18 months, the UK media and political landscape has made it so difficult for trans young people in this part of the world. We've escaped lots of it in Ireland, but the effects are, are still wreaking havoc um, on the trans young people that I I know and and deeply care about in my work. It's so rare to find spaces that are free of the sort of nonsense that people who don't know us say about us in the public media. It's so difficult for trans young people whose families aren't aware of the facts to see their their parents or their, their loved ones ingesting and accepting vitriol and and lies about people like them and to see concentrated and distilled hope and joy and opportunity is an incredibly important thing and although charity live streams are far from perfect there's a lot of political commentary you can make about them and a lot of that's entirely valid I still think that opportunities for joy and for hope and for buoyed spirits, and for light hearts in communities of trans young people are worth their weight in gold. I cried several times during the stream at various points, as the weight, as it did on many of us, dawned time and time again. This is, I don't think a turning point, but a good sign as to the sheer level of love and support and hope there is for us out there in the general public, that actually the arguments that people make about us in the public media are not necessarily shared by everybody, and that there are spaces and places for hope, for love, and for joy. And I know that keeps trans young people alive, and I know that helps trans young people thrive. And aside from those hundreds of thousands of pounds that have been raised, the benefits and the memory and the enthusiasm and the emotional 
upheaval and life that has come from this, I think will benefit so many countless trans young people for some time to come. And I don't know, the more I think about this kind of thing, the more I'm just like, how fucking radical of an idea is this whole thing? Because it really sort of brought everything into perspective, right? It's like um, the right wing folks and like laymen and, and people that I know and, you know, Rudy fucking does this where people talk about, you know, they complain about trans trenders, mm-hmm. you know, people being young and trans and and it's like how radical of a fucking idea is it that people would not identify with the the <laughs> gender that they were born with. I mean, certainly that's not that abnormal because like people are forced into this like pattern of being socialized either direction in a way that they didn't fucking choose. Yeah. So now that they start to think about it, they're like, wait a minute, I didn't want to be socialized like this at all ever. And I don't, these are things that I don't want. You know what I mean? It's like not that ridiculous fucking thing yet. You know, everybody's turned it into this fucking thing where it's like, oh, yeah, it's just real cool to be trans now. And it's like, well, maybe it's like awesome. Yeah. To to be able to take that control back and like choose the way you want to identify. I mean, like maybe that is just so I don't know. I can't help but think about it like that. And and if anything, the DK64 stream proved that there are a lot of fucking trans people out there. Yeah, there are a lot of trans people out there. And there are a lot of supporters of trans people out there. And I think that there are also a shitload of people that are generally left-leaning, but not, they're ignorant to it. Yeah. They don't exactly know the, the details and making them more aware of it would be good. So when I first heard about H Bomber Guy's Donkey Kong 64 marathon charity stream, I was so bitter and unwilling to let myself care. I was stressed from overtime at work, from preparing to move, and feeling the focus of the stream was too much on the transphobe it was supposedly rebuking. I have no love for transphobes, which is why seeing so many responses to them which spread their message and cause more harm to vulnerable people really upsets me. Negativity will get lots of attention though. Once I started watching the stream and hearing trans voices, I realized that this transphobe wasn't the focus, but using the spite towards them to spur positive action was working. Between that and the self-flagellatory nature of a marathon stream, it brought in lots of attention, and guests that no one could have expected. But space was also made for those less well-known and less heard voices as well. Another point of contention for me is the general self-congratulatory nature of charity streaming. I'd never go out and complain, because in the end, results are what matter. But with other events of this nature, hearing a constant, for such a good cause, would often leave a weird taste in my mouth. Upon reflection, though, that self-congratulation is earned. The time and effort that go into coordinating even small events deserves appreciation. And each and every donation, no matter how small, makes an impact. So who am I to say anything about someone celebrating their own good work? The final thing to break down the bitter barrier around my heart was seeing a good friend open a GoFundMe. I knew they were struggling and tried to offer help before, but was refused. But then seeing the outpouring of love and support from this stream gave them the confidence to feel worthy of asking for help. I was proudly the first to donate. 
So that's my story of how kindness and charity and hope broke down a wall I had built to keep myself from feeling. It was a relaxing and healing weekend that I'm never going to forget, and I might go back and watch the stream again just, <laughs> just to kill another weekend. I didn't end up donating to the stream itself, but I did put some hundreds of dollars towards personal coffees and GoFundMes. A big thank you to Harris Bomber Guy, Casey Explosion, all of the voice chat guests, and everyone who watched and donated. You all contributed. You all deserve recognition. And a shout out to my friends Sarah with an E, Lexi, and Tanner, my trans friends from the UK whom I love. And lastly, if you want to find me online, I go by uh, AgentJR underscore LP on Twitter. Hey, it's Kay, uh, and the Mermaid stream was really amazing. I know it meant a lot to me and so many other people. I think it's also a sign that the, the online left, as it were, is, is starting to coagulate into something that might be prepared to be to be materially useful to people, to marginalized groups, to class struggle, uh, rather than just sort of endlessly shitposting and arguing online. Obviously, that's still going to happen. Um, that's still going to happen forever. <laughs> but I think this can go some way in, in setting a precedent, I suppose, for being presented with situations and asking, okay, what can I do? What can we do? Who do I know? What can we do today? And I think that's a question we've been scared to ask. You know, we like to talk in theory and hypotheticals, but we need to be prepared to ask ourselves, what can we do right now? I'm overjoyed about all the trans kids who are going to have the help and support that so many of us wish we could have had. Uh, I'm overjoyed when I think about the people who, who came out because the stream emboldened them. What we saw was a tiny taste of the collective power that the people hold. Trans people, we are, we are such a small, incredibly marginalized group and we were still able to do something amazing. Thousands and thousands of people showing up and working together, not just to make a political statement, but actually materially help people. Uh, in any given country, the working class and the marginalized communities within it number in the millions. Uh, worldwide, we are billions. If we could do this with a few thousand, imagine what we are capable of nationally and, and globally. Harris was continuously pushing this idea during the stream that I hope everyone can internalize, uh, that this doesn't end here. Uh, capitalism, cis society, white supremacy, none of it is going to stop throwing shit at us. None of it is going to just let us be if we don't take action. Remember what we can do when even a fraction of us get together, all right? Because we're going to need to keep doing it, and we can. We can only get them off our backs when we stand up. Let this be the first victory of many, and let this be a reminder to us that we are not alone. I know for me, that's the mindset I'm going to be going forward with. If you want to talk more about that, uh, you hit me up on Twitter. Uh, I'm at K and Skittles, and uh, let's make sure that this happens again. Honestly, the DK64 stream is cool, but it's not enough. No. Um, and that's my main takeaway from it is like, okay, well, now we need to do something to where we can mobilize all of these people to learn about trans issues, get themselves involved, normalize that shit, start donating money instead to, you know, some amalgamous organization and instead to actual people who need it. Yeah. 
fight for fucking medical care. You get, like, yeah. Very basic shit. Yes. So, I don't know. It seemed like a, a moment for a lot of people where it's been kind of a dark couple years for trans people, it seems like. But also Can, the brightest years, which that's is what's true. fucking weird. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Uh, and so having, having this stream where... So many people turned out and gave money. It was like, oh, so people do care. Okay. Right. There's a lot of people who give a shit and there's a lot of us. Yeah. Towards the end of that, I think we were all, everybody that I know who was watching, it was just sort of like, I don't, I'm emotionally overwhelmed and I don't know, uh, this feels like the dawning of a new day somehow, which is maybe a little hopeful, but it's, no, it did feel that way. Yeah, it's it's the sort of thing where it's like kicking the door open and like, okay, we can't pretend that we're not all part of this anymore. Right, we can't yeah. pretend that nobody knows that trans people exist or that nobody cares. Right. I mean, it, it trended worldwide. Yeah, exactly. So, yeah, people know. The HBOM stream to me was this sort of beacon that happened really early in this year. And I know everyone jokes about how awful a year was 2018, because um, it was, and it also lasted a decade, but the HBOM stream happening so early in the year and being this just, like, beacon of hope and love, and honestly, what I felt from it was just this sort of, like, overflowing of love in my heart, um, that it, it made me want to be more positive, and it made me want to seek out love. I started a GoFundMe for a transition fund that I probably should have started kind of a while ago, but I never did because I it's hard for me to try and accept help from other people and anything positive from other people. But the HBOM stream, because it sort of showed that there is so much love in the world, I was like, oh, maybe I should do this. And so personally, that's been awesome for my own life. It was just this love showing that there's so much love in the world and so much positivity. And um, even beyond that, just the platforming of so many voices speaking to things both positive and negative it just made me feel less alone as well in a way i know it made a lot of other people feel that way too and again it happened so early uh in the year that it felt like this call for the 2019 to not be shitty that like hey this awesome thing happened in 2019 and that's how we're opening this year. And that's going to, like, set the vibe. And obviously, bad stuff has happened since then. But still, it's pretty awesome. And I still hope that that message that I felt that I was getting from it um, comes true. I guess I guess that's what it meant to me. Kind of cliched and cheesy. Oh, um, this was Lyric Hartwell, by the way. And that's the name I use on the internet if anyone wants to find me for some reason. Hi, my name is Adquit Emily. I was a part of the stream. I was very proud to be a part of it. I was brought on by May, and it was absolutely an honor. I kind of suggested it as a joke that I would get on, and then I actually did. But one of the things I really wanted to say about the stream is that it represents something that I think is really important about the trans community. In having this stream where we all sort of came together and strongly voiced our opinions on trans rights, we provided this sort of space where it felt like trans people were welcome. And one of the most important things I feel about being trans is the community surrounding it. We need each other to support each other. A lot of what bigots will do is sort of break us up and make us feel othered. 
if we're not around people like ourselves, we think we're the only one. We think we're alone. And the stream showed us that we're not, that tens of thousands of people got involved, that so many of the people on the stream were trans, that there are Congress people who want to openly voice their opinions on trans issues. We exist everywhere. And with the internet, we have this opportunity now to never be separated again. And as long as they keep trying to separate us, as long as we can form stuff like that stream and like anything that we've been able to do afterwards, we're proving that we're not alone and how important our community really is. And I think that stream was a testament to how important assembling is. Elliot, I do. Mm. I don't want to to brush past this without you at least getting to talk briefly about your experience with Chuck Tingle. Yes, mm-hmm. and maybe also the politics of that because there was some debate. Yeah, I, I I guess I think that a lot of people were kind of frustrated that like a white man was coming onto the stream at that point during the stream, uh, or not like a white man, but like a, a cis man. Um, I, my default is white man. Um, <laughs> A cis man coming onto the stream during this part because, like, you know, it was a whole chunk of trans men just, like, talking about trans men stuff. And um, it was the first point in the stream in which there had been, like, more than one trans man. And that was weird because, like, I... Up until that point, aside from like a few people said that maybe there was like a couple other, there was like one or two other trans men besides me, but it seemed very much like I was the only one that had been on the stream before this trans man block. I was just the only one and people in the server kept talking about we need more trans men. And there was something I had to realize while going into my server is that a lot of trans men feel excluded from trans spaces and a lot of them just don't get to have a voice. And I was thinking about how like there aren't a lot of like prominent trans men YouTubers. And when I when I brought that up to like a couple people in like the Discord server, they were just like, oh, well, well, I think I think that, that there's there's this one and this one. And it's like, well, I don't know. We're all just kind of sitting here struggling to remember like one or two of them and remembering like one or two of them doesn't change the fact that there really isn't that many at all. And um, And they're certainly not represented on the stream. They're not represented on the stream. And even if there are them, I feel like the fact that I haven't even heard of them is kind of sad. Not great. Yeah. But the other thing is like having Chuck Tingle on there. I um, when I saw that he had joined the Discord server, I believe he was just going to talk in like the, the text chat. But then I started freaking out like live on the stream. I think that may be part of the reason they threw him in there when they did. And I know it's 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 not a good idea to put someone, you know, a cis man in there while a bunch of trans men are talking. But also, to me, it kind of felt like a sort of make-a-wish type deal. Make-a-wish foundation type deal where, like, <laughs> I was getting to meet my hero. Fuck yeah. Yeah. Meaning um, you're, you're pounded in the butt, man. Yeah, it felt very special to me because, um, I mean, the thing is, like, growing up, when you're connecting with characters in film or, like, celebrities and stuff like that, as a trans man, I tend to connect with, like, you know, I got to connect with cis men because you don't see a lot of trans men out there. So Chuck Tingle was uh, someone I really connected with just in terms of style, content, and just the overall weirdness. So that 
was like a really special experience for me. And I, you know, he's, he's a, he's a white dude. He's a cis white dude, but it was, it was special. And it's something I'm never going to be able to forget. He also said that we invented love. We were um, proof of love. Yes. We proved love. Yeah. On that day. Oh, his, his entire appearance is still the highlight of the, the stream for me because we, you passed, I think, was it, was it 200,000 or 250,000 whenever he was on? Yeah. And he and, screamed, this proves love is real. Yeah. And he said, we have transcended this dimension. We have come, we have entered into a new world. Yeah. And then you got him to teach us a valuable lesson. How to have sex. About how to have sex. And then he talked about consent. It yeah. was really it was really sweet. I didn't expect that. I I was a little hesitant to ask that question just because I was like, is he gonna get graphic? And then he was just cute. Yeah, he was cute. He's great. just a little cutie. And then the other thing, I guess, is as a trans brown person, it's just like I don't I don't want my whole existence to just be consistently political. And I went on that stream more than anything just to have fun. Yeah. Everybody else came on with their agenda, which is fine. I mean, everybody's got their platform. Everybody yeah. Everybody wants to platform their ideas, but like you did not. You came on there and you were immediately like, hey, H-Bomb, how's the fucking video game? Right. You know. And the other thing I think that really helped me out is like, I'm going to be honest, I didn't know half of the fucking people who were in there. <laughs> I knew like Chelsea Manning. I knew who H-Bomb was. Saw a couple of his videos. <laughs> Elliot. You're not a good fan. Are you trying to say that you don't watch videos by noted cis man who is the messiah of internet memes? Oh yeah, he, um, he invented trans rights. H former guy. He did invent trans rights. He did right. do an entire hour about how he invented trans rights. So, um, aside Love from your H bomb. And I didn't even get to meet I didn't even get to meet Cody, but I do know who Cody is. Yeah. No only because of me. Yeah, only because of you, because you just showed he's, me. He's my favorite news illusion. And everyone else it was like <laughs> <laughs> Oh, fuck. <laughs> keep going, keep going. Okay, okay. Um, Your favorite news abstraction. Anyway, go off. Oh, I don't know. I didn't know anyone else in there. And so it was like talking to a bunch of friends. But then yeah. it was different when Chuck Tingle came on because like, you know, that was just... But yeah, the overarching thing is I didn't really want to think about the fact that it was 25,000 people watching. I didn't want to think about like any of that. I just wanted to talk to a couple of people, meet a few new friends and like have fun overall. Raise some money for some trans people. If I'm being real with you, uh, I feel like that was a really breath of fresh air at that point in the stream because after that, at that point, it had been literally just like six fucking hours in a row of important political discussion yeah. with several different trans people about different experiences and how they all intersex and stuff. And then you show up and you're just like, what the fuck's up? I want to talk to a gay porn man. You know, it's just like, oh, thank God. Yeah. Five second break. You know, yeah. it was a little palate cleanser. Um, yeah. It was very welcome. So I was excited for H-Bomb's stream back when he announced it in the speedrunning video. Cause, you know, watching a British man torture himself playing a game for an absurd amount of time is just, just fun. Then when he later announced that the recipient of all the donations for his stream was going to be mermaids, my, like my heart was genuinely warmed. 
The fact that he chose a charity focused on helping trans kids at a time when they were facing defunding, it was genuinely amazing to just see that he cared that much about me and people like me and kids who could grow up to be like me someday too. So I settled in for the stream from the beginning and just seeing the donations go up was legitimately wild. And I, I was excited because it was like, yeah, the stream is going really well. He's raising way more money than he expected. And then it just kept escalating. And the absolutely astounding outpouring of love and support for me and people like me just... Harris said it himself that the, the highest goal he imagined he could possibly hit with the stream was $3,000. By the time, like, the stream had started to escalate, I, I personally, you know, kind of predicted, you know, hey, we'll maybe hit, like, $30,000 by the end of this thing. And we hit that on day one before he went to bed. And just seeing so many people come out and show their support for trans people was absolutely incredible. It was <laughs> overwhelming joy and the fact that so many people are continuing to commit to support of trans people, you know, supporting trans people who need to crowdfund for their medicine or for basic needs. It's genuinely amazing. And I am absolutely enamored by the fact that I got to be a small part of this amazing outpouring of love for trans people. In a lot of ways, I feel like since, since November of 2016, my personal outlook on humanity and whether or not people are inherently good and inherently caring, it changed then because I used to genuinely believe that despite all of the bad in the world, that people were fundamentally good. And then the world just started getting so much worse and it started testing that belief. And I honestly really heavily faltered. But this stream that got so much bigger than anyone could have ever anticipated, it changed that. I feel like I can believe that people are genuinely good again. And that there are more people out there who want to provide me and my community with love and support than there are people who you know, want to hurt us and want to set us back, want to exclude us from society and drive us to our own deaths. I believe in people again because of this stream, and I didn't know that anything could do that. My name is Jacqueline Barrett. I'm a NB trans girl. I make YouTube video essays. I've got a Twitter and a Patreon. You can follow me on Twitter at Jacqueline Film, J-A-C-Q-U-E-L-I-N-E-F-I-L-M. And there are links to my YouTube channel and Patreon there. My name is Alice. I'm a non-binary photographer from Brazil. And this is my opinion on the Donkey Kong stream. Well, for me, it was really refreshing to see such a show of unity um, from the trans community, uh, here in Brazil, after the election of Bolsonaro, uh, everyone feels very scared and it's really hard to, to feel that again after he won and it's just feeling beat back into the shadows and like you cannot be yourself outside of your house anymore. And well, that's just kind of terrifying and the stream really showed to me that there was still, we could still do it, so you, we could still 
unite, we could still be ourselves in some capacity at least and be a trans community together no matter where we are and fight back against everyone that's trying to attack us and that we have the power that we are not just individuals we are a community and a community with strength that doesn't need to just get punched back at every opportunity that we can get back at the at the people that oppress us that we can resist really and that was really refreshing and just a thing that continues now that it's over even now that the show of unity has passed i feel like we are still united and we can still do great things i know one of my sort of a very surreal moment for me was getting to cry at Chelsea Manning for a hot second, just like a hot second. I did the same. Yeah. That was yeah. pretty fucking weird. Yeah. And then afterward, it just kind of got normal where, right. Like, yeah. Oh yeah. Chelsea's back. Oh yeah. There's Chelsea. There she is. Yeah. yeah. Were you it on was... when AOC was on? No, I was not. Okay. Yeah. I was taking a nap because Fuck. I was at I work. It. Yeah. Did uh, you watch? Uh, no, I did not. Well, and that's the other thing, too, is just, like, Chelsea Manning already has, like, a, already has a platform. And, I mean, she is trans, but, like, above all else, she made a lot of trans people very happy by talking to them. Just yeah. by being oh, there God, yeah. and oh, yeah. talking to them. She didn't need to platform herself. She just needed to show up and talk to y'all. Yeah. And, well, and, and like, to talk about that, because I couldn't really talk about that to Chelsea, really, while we were there. But, mm-hmm. like, you know, the thing is, like... I don't know her as a person, obviously, but like following her campaign and that whole thing was just like really something else. And like, you know, there were rises and falls. Of course. There was like, it was like a whole thing. And like being there for all of that was just gut wrenching. And like, it was stressful, but it was stressful in a good way. And it was empowering. And it was like a lot of things going on over the course of that campaign. And so like, then actually talking to her like way later is just like, you know, all, yeah. in in one way, it's like, thank God I can still talk to you yeah. after all of that, you know? Right. So it was just kind of a lot. Yeah. So it's it's beyond the fact that, like, she meant something to me or, like, her platform means something to me. But just, like, she fucking jo- went into the political fucking hell mouth and survived. Yeah. And that is powerful. That is yeah. very powerful. And that's way more powerful in my eyes than... You know, AOC, I mean, as much as AOC is like really out there standing up for all this stuff and political, I mean, just fucking a trans woman literally putting yourself through that is unbelievably empowering. (laughs) And it's like, I was completely floored to be talking to her. Yeah. Especially her of all people. Yes. For everything that she's been through. She's been through some shit. Yeah. So yeah, Molly Noise, uh, musician. I do the music for Sarah's videos. I don't really have a lot to say about the stream, except my birthday was earlier on in that week. And I didn't really want to celebrate it. So I thought, I'll just get a bottle of wine and I'll sit down and I'll watch the stream. And it'll be me and like nine to ten people watching H-Bomb make this heroic stab at DK64. And just get really tired and silly and kind of funny. And then I'll go to bed and it'll be over in however many days and I'll dip in and out of it. And then it just completely exploded. And I was just up watching this for as long as I could stay awake, chatting to people in Discord. And just seeing more and more and more people just arrive... Like, these are people I respect, people who do fantastic work I really enjoy. I didn't want to start listing them because there's too bloody many, but, like, I owned Doom on floppy disk. It was one of the first PC games I ever played, and John Romero showed up. 
Like, that's just... Yeah, that was just something else. Um, and seeing that level of support meant that a few days later, when RTE were airing their really... Uh, sorry, RTE, are Radio Telefischer, the Irish national broadcaster, when they were airing their, like, really shitty transphobic pseudo-documentary where they'd imported a bunch of British uh, transphobes and TERFs um, on to do the usual alarmist garbage, I was buoyed against the the kind of the hit that was going to land on me. And obviously went to the protest RTE and there's a person holding a DK um, sign saying trans rights. And I was like, wow, this is the stream that was here to cross the globe, you know? There was just a lot of people internationally who donated money, who showed up on the stream, and said, yeah, you exist. You deserve the rights of everyone else. And just this shitty bigotry isn't okay. And it doesn't matter in the UK, from the Guardian to the Tory Graph um, to the Daily Hile, that have these crappy headlines. It doesn't matter if the National Broadcaster of Ireland, representing a very small number of people uh, in that organisation who want to like push this incredibly incendiary agenda, it doesn't matter if the President of the United States has some really crappy opinions about trans people. We don't agree. That's horseshit. Here's a fuck ton of money for a very well-deserving charity. And it was nice seeing, you know, Gammon, what's his name, Lineton getting fucking ethered. And just watching his kind of slow meltdown on Twitter is a thing that I've like, you know, deep degree of schadenfreude. But, you know, it was never really about spite for me. Like, I know there's crappy people out there with shitty opinions. I tend to avoid them. But the, the reverse of that, there's a lot of very relatively quiet people out there who were just like, here's money. Here's money for a UK charity for trans kids, and that was just fantastic. I think, I want to say it was Dan Olson, or maybe it was Ollie Thorne, who kind of cautioned, look, your mood's possibly going to dip in the days after this, and that was kind of an experience for a number of people, but I don't know, I'm still carrying that little echo of the stream around with me. I still feel you know, boosted by it. That stream was more than just <laughs> a curious Englishman playing a game about an ape. <laughs> Hello, my name is Ripley Violet. I'm a full-time streamer on Twitch and a non-binary trans woman. You can find me at Ripley Storm on Twitter. I, uh, I'm sending this audio file to Sarah to kind of relate my experiences from H-Bomber's stream, which was the most amazing part of my life thus far. And I think a happening much like the Woodstock Music Festival in 1969, where a whole bunch of people came together in what was originally a $500 stream for mermaids for trans kids to retort a person whom we shall not even mention, who doesn't even deserve attention anymore. And what we saw was an outpouring of not only the Twitch community, but the world showing up and giving everyone their ears to listen to us and to give us a chance to tell our stories for the first time. And I came across the stream in a very interesting way. I just kept literally spamming his chat until the mods noticed me. And then upon being let into the event as a participant, lent my press pass and tried to reach out to as many celebrities as I possibly could to try and inform even more of the people in the entertainment business about what was going on and why it was so important. And I met some of the most amazing people I've probably ever seen in my life as the toll went from... 20,000 to 30,000 to 40,000 to 150,000 to 200,000 and all the way up to 346 by the time the stream had ended and close to I think half a million when it was all done I saw a bunch of really amazing and powerful and creative and incredible generous people come together and 
work for something so much bigger than each and every one of us and so much bigger than all of us on Twitch. And I saw the power of collaboration, the community come together and for the first time really create a major, major difference in the lives of young people. And it gave me hope as a streamer, as a person, as a non-binary trans woman that maybe sometime in the future that society would wake up after seeing this type of outpouring from people of all walks of life, from every part of the spectrum, from every place, from every corner of the world. And it really gave me a sense of incredible humbleness. And I met so many amazing people as I sat on the skeleton crew as one of the between six and 15 at any given time, trans voices talking and sharing my stories as a person who's been through many, many things, an older trans woman who grew up in a very, very small, you know, small-minded community. And I saw for the first time that there could be hope that all of us coming together and trying to impart our pain, our sorrow, our love, and our joy, that we would be able through our voices and through our stories, help the next generation give them a little bit more ease and give them an understanding and give them a little bit of hope in spite of all the gloom and darkness that we were seeing in this world. And I just want to thank H Bomber Guy and everybody else, all of the mods and Casey and all of the wonderful trans women and men and people that were all on the show because it was really, I think, the greatest moment of all of our lives as we all sat and watched the final tally come in as we listened to Left at London's Revolution Lover, I think that all of us were part of something that we will never forget. And I hope that the world will never forget it either because the people that benefited from this were the trans kids, the mermaids that needed this help. And if the world can come together for just one weekend to rally around this cause, maybe the world can someday finally accept that trans rights are important and that we are people truly like everybody else. Thank you very much. Ripley Violet, signing off. So what next? What's the future of the world now? The shitty thing is, I have a feeling that everything's going to go back to the like normal. Mm -hmm. That's my worry. Because it seems like we generated some money. Everybody got a little clout. But like, what's actually going to happen? You know, what are cis people going to do? You know, that's radically going to help us. Nothing. Maybe we'll see something political down the line where some legislation is introduced that's like really awful. And then oh, yeah. a bunch of cis people are like, hey, you know, I understand now that that's important to not, you know, I don't know, something like that. But there's like <laughs> little vit victories now. I think that a lot of trans people got a fuck of a head start on like their transition. Yes. Yes. Um, a lot you know, of felt, a lot of people felt comfortable coming out. Well, a lot of people got like their they, they created like GoFundMes for all their transitional stuff. And a lot of them got like a little bump. Whoa. Oh, yeah. yeah crazy. Cra crazy amount of people donate money to them and um, a lot more trans people got like big followings which is like fantastic it just gave a big head start to a lot of trans creators and that wouldn't have been there without that stream i mean look at you you went from under 200 followers to a thousand and you're like doing stuff now yeah mm -hmm. you've made videos and stuff now yeah and the thing is like i've 
I've been kind of at this impasse now because like basically before the stream started, I went and got a job and like I did all the stuff like more traditional sort of stuff because I just felt like the you know, being trans on the Internet is something that's like fleeting and scary. And like any minute now, it's going to get too much to bear and you're going to just shut it down. That's just sort of how I've felt about it, where I, I didn't know how much longer I could do it. So it's like I better go ahead and get something secure just sort of as a backbone thing. But after that, it's like, no, 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 no. I need to be fucking doubling down on this. I need to grow a backbone and I need to be as strong as fucking Chelsea Manning is. Because there's thousands of people out there that'll support it. You just got to get it in the people's faces. And like, why are we not mobilizing like that? Yeah. Why are we not fucking every time we say something, putting it out into the world? Right. Why not? Why not? Well, and uh, cis people are always going to be pretty stupid. Pretty stupid and bad. (laughs) Yeah. But like, at least now all these trans people will deal with these stupid, bad cis people with uh, some hormones in their system or a little bit of laser hair removal and... They'll feel a little bit. They'll more, feel a little bit a little better bit stronger, about it. A little bit yeah, more yeah. I mean, I started a GoFundMe and that shit got funded real fast. Mm-hmm. What are you at it, now? Uh, it it while well, since I've been here, it passed a thousand. Like, nice. Fuck yeah! Yes, one person just randomly gave me two hundred dollars. like two days ago that fucking why the hell that wasn't even really related to the stream that's been it's been like three weeks but i got like seven hundred dollars nice i got about a hundred there i got about a hundred dollars on patreon wow yeah gained like a hundred subscribers nothing huge but yeah you know then again like i i don't have anything that i'm really promoting right now you know but um anyway and then you got a lot of yeah people just sent me money to my paypal that's awesome yeah hi I'm Kieran, my pronouns are he, him, and I was part of the Skeleton crew. The Twitch stream almost feels like a dream after everything. To wake up, to watch the stream, only to end up on it later that day was mental. Especially since Astrid and I had only gotten to sleep at 4.30 the night before. Neither of us could believe what we were doing. We spoke to the biggest names of LeftTube, Chelsea Manning, and tons of other people in the trans community during one of the biggest trans rights events ever. We were a part of one of the biggest trans rights events ever, and it's the reason why I'm getting my wheelchair. When I first received my quote from my wheelchair, I almost gave up all hope of getting my freedom back. There was no chance in hell that I was going to raise 4.5k anytime soon, so the idea was somewhat abandoned. It was only when May mentioned the TransCard Fund on Twitter that only some hope was sparked. I set up my fundraiser, went to sleep, and just hoped for some progress by the time I woke up. Within hours of waking, Ash and I were briefly part of the skeleton crew. That got the first word out. Ellen Murray from Transgender and I retweeting the GoFundMe got me about 600. But later on, after patiently waiting, we were finally allowed on again. Instead, this time, we weren't talking to 8,000 viewers. We were talking to 25,000. Within minutes of me even just talking about my wheelchair fund, we hit 6k. Somebody actually donated 1,000 to me. To me. That's proper mental, when the past year has been a constant of begging doctors to acknowledge my disabilities. I eventually even had to use my parents' healthcare plan to go private, but even that turned into a wild goose chase and left me being discharged two hours after surgery. To know that a huge group of people care about my story, my health, my gender, it's brought back so much strength. I'm gonna continue to fight to be heard. I refuse to be left at the wayside. I refuse just to be another statistic. And it's thanks to the stream that I have the strength. If you want to keep up to date with me getting my wheelchair, my Twitter is Kieran Oshin. That's C-I-A-R-A-N-O-I-S-I-N.
because it's Irish and we like to give you a challenge. I'm also going to be doing YouTube, script writing and streaming at some point. Thank you all so much again. Have a good one. I want there to be, like, there was a lot of talk of making this more like a like an annual recurring type thing. There's like this sense of community that I want to try to maintain and I'm not entirely sure how to do that necessarily, but I feel like it would be really easy to turn it into um, this event that is uh, on its own significant. Mm-hmm. I think on its own, it's significant for a lot of people, but I think the wider impact is going to be with how it emboldens us to make choices in the future because mm-hmm. i i feel less alone now than i did before yeah i feel absolutely. more aware of of my place in yeah. this like wider community i don't know i feel the same way yeah i mean that was my immediate just sort of like whoa like it was hitting us in waves yeah know? and the fact that like we trended worldwide number one for a while like, yeah that is yeah it's unfucking believable yeah and all out of spite. All out of one, spite. Mm-hmm. one fucking loser. Sometimes it's okay to be to do things out of spite, I guess. Yeah, maybe anger is a good emotion to have. Maybe good things can happen from anger. Did I ever tell you about the time that I met a guy on OkCupid and he was like, yeah, I'm supportive of trans people. Yeah, you know, whatever. And he's like, I don't support Planned Parenthood, but I do support people being on hormones and all that stuff. And I was like, okay. You know, but but the more we're talking, he seemed more supportive and nice and and whatever. And he he seemed like an okay guy. And he was like, yeah, you can add me on Facebook, but just know that sometimes I I post things on Facebook that are kind of shitty and I know that they're shitty. And I was like, okay, well, and anyway, so he starts flirting with me like a lot. And then I start flirting back because, you know, this is before Elliot. The thing is, I was talking to this guy for like a week and we were going to get coffee together and he was sweet. You know, he was he was cute. He's fine. And. I don't know. Yeah, he had some bad opinions, but he's like a centristy kind of like, you know, and, and a lot of those people, you know, it's like, sure, they're that way now, but in five minutes, they'll change, you know, they'll, right. they'll, they'll meet you and then they'll think, oh, maybe I'm wrong, you know, or something like that. That happens. Yeah, I said, like an idiot. And so I was like, at, at one point, I told him that I burned my hand, because I had accidentally spilled a little coffee on my hand. And I said, I was trans and angry, which was just a fucking joke. Yeah. And he was like, oh, cool. So you're like a stereotype. And I was like, what do you mean? And he's like, the angry trans person. What are you going to dye your hair purple? You know, like started saying shit like that. And and uh, and I was like, whoa, what is this? And he was like, yeah, I mean, if you want to be a stereotype, you go ahead. And I was like. Well, like maybe like the fact that the stereotype exists says something about how the fact that like all trans people are angry and maybe there's a reason for that. Like maybe that's a meme because there's a lot of reason for trans people to be angry evidence shit like you're saying to me. You know what I mean? And then basically he called me a man and blocked me. Cool. And it's like, maybe we have fucking good reason to be pissed off. Yeah. And maybe it's all right to be a little pissed off. Yeah. And also, maybe being pissed off makes us make good decisions. Yeah. Because honestly, fuck that guy. Fuck and that fuck guy. guys like that. And now I'm angry, and I would never let that happen again. And I, I, I just like, I don't know what I was fucking thinking, talking to this guy at all. Yeah. You know? And it's just like, maybe we're fucking angry for a reason. Yeah. And there's a lot of people who are angry. 
and we're all angry together. Yeah. And fuck Graham Linehan. Fuck Graham Linehan. And, uh... Fuck TERFs. Yeah. I hate TERFs. Trans rights are rights. I guess Donkey Kong is a trans icon. Trans rights? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Do you have anything to add? Yeah. What's your, what are your final thoughts here? Final thoughts. Elliot. If you're a TERF, send me your address. Yeah. And I'll show up and I'll disconnect your internet. (laughs) (laughs) He'll do it, too. He'll fucking do it. I've seen him do it. This guy's crazy. <laughs> well, uh, this is it's been a really good episode of this podcast. Yeah. We've heard some wonderful stories here tonight. I guess to close it out, thanks. Thanks, Graham. Thanks, Graham. Hashtag thanks, thanks Graham. Graham. And time to deliver a pizza ball. <laughs> <laughs> Shit. <laughs> Fuck y'all. We turned this into a fucking meme. Ugh, that's good enough for me. Hello again, everybody. This is Sarah once again. I don't know why I felt the need to clarify who I am. You've been listening to my voice all night. At the beginning of this episode, I played a little jokey bit from H Bomber Guy and said, ah, it doesn't matter, let's hear for some trans people. And that was a good gag. We all had a nice laugh. But all jokes aside, I actually did want to hear how he felt now that it's over. And he sent me this wonderful little message that I thought would be an appropriate way to close out the show. I think the thing that still sits with me now is the realization about how wrong I was. You know, I'd managed my expectations very carefully. I told myself, I'm going to have a very bad time playing an old bad game that takes a long time, and I'll raise maybe a few thousand pounds for charity, and that'll be fine, it'll be nice, and it'll be a a cool minor protest against uh, the transphobia of folks like Graham Linehan, and... You know, I'll I'll have done a bit, but people don't really care, and charity streams don't really do that well. And I'd prepared myself for that. I have never been proven wrong so hard, and never been so happy about it before. I learned firsthand just how many people there are out there who care, who understand this issue, and how wrong people are being about it elsewhere, and are willing to put their money where their mouth is and really support these people. I think that's the thing that really got to me, was there are so many more people who care than I thought, and they're everywhere. You get an email from PayPal when you get sent a currency that is not one that's been in your account before, and you have to manually approve it. So when the stream was over, I had to spend two full days approving currencies from countries I've never been to, and sometimes never even heard of, because there are so many people out there who actually care. And it was an overwhelming thing to discover during a stream. I wish someone had prepared me for that. But I'm so happy it happened. And I'm so happy that I wake up now in a world where I know those people exist. And they still exist. And I think that's really wonderful. I think the only advice I'd give to cis people listening to this is you don't have to do a stream or give money to a charity to be a supporter of trans people. You can support them by just being their friends, you know. Just hang out with them, or have fun online. Being trans is ultimately a small part of a lot of people's lives. It can be a very difficult part, but they're literally just people. So do what I do, and try not to worry too hard 
about exactly what it means to be an ally or support a group and find out by being friends with people and just talking to them and finding out what they care about and like and you'll figure it out. I'd like to say thanks a lot to Sarah and May for having me on and getting me to record this. It really means a lot. Uh, I'm going to go before I think too hard and uh, start to break down. Yeah, uh, I love you. Have a good one. Thank you all so much for listening to this episode of the Trans Questioning Podcast. Now, there were a lot of guests this time around. Not all of them have things that they wanted me to link to, but those who do, their links will be in the description. Some of them are YouTubers, some of them are podcasters, some of them are live streamers, some of them are just folks on Twitter. So go check them out. They're all really cool, really interesting, really chill folks. As always, you can support me in making this podcast and a myriad of other projects over at patreon.com LTAS. You can follow me on Twitter at HMSNoFun or for just podcast updates, it's at TransQPodcast. Of course, you can find May on Twitter at NixFears and you can find Elliot at Your Parents Coke. Our cover art is by Emily Bumgarner and the music is by Zoestra. One last time links to everything are in the description thank you as always for listening i'll see you again in the near future hopefully more soon than late that's not the saying bye